What's good, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Milwaukee Drive Hoops Betting Podcast, the podcast that aims to make your NBA betting experience as smooth and easy as possible. I'm your host, Caleb, and welcome back to another Wednesday, Thursday edition of the podcast here. Uh, we're getting right. We're getting back to an O day yesterday. Fairly sweat free. Hornets took care of the Thunder. Um, and we had them minus four and a half. And the Wizards took care of the Magic. Had them minus four. So it was a day of small favorites. Both cash fairly easily. Uh, we pick up two more units and we're back on the grind today. Already locked into your plays. It's a small-ish slate. I'm debating a third. Um, and then also, we'll, uh, again, at around 2 o'clock, I look at my props. If there's anything that I'm seeing major, major value on, I'll go ahead and hit it and, and let you guys know on Twitter. So, uh, brings up our record overall at to 104-90. and 90. 14 games over 500. We like it. We don't love it. Let's keep pushing. First game of the day, the LA Lakers and the Miami Heat. Um, and when this originally opened up a nine, I thought it was a little bit too much. And then I heard the Kuzma news and it made a little bit more sense. Uh, but Taylor Horton Tucker will be, um, I believe suspended from this game. Miami's coming into this game, not super hot. And, um, it's one of those teams for me where I don't know, even when they've gone on these runs, I mean, I think they roped off nine or 10 straight at one point, like they haven't been ever super impressive. Like, they've never gotten they haven't gotten to a point this year where I'm like, Oh, God, like, that's a really good team. Um, And they've been they've been at a good team level above average team level. But they really haven't hit this next gear, I think that that some of these other teams that are really, really good, that are thriving, have hit. Um, and, and oftentimes, you, for me, when I've when we've seen the Heat go on large streaks, it's really been them taking advantage of, of marginal, marginally talented teams. I mean, you, you don't have to look that far. Late in March, from March 17th to March 26th, they didn't win a game. And, and that was against the Grizzlies, Pacers, Suns, Blazers, Hornets. Not terrible competition by any means, but they didn't win a game. Um, and then they come back. It seems like they're back. They beat the Knicks. They beat the Pacers. Uh, then they beat the Warriors and they beat the Cavs. And then they drop a dud against the, the Grizzlies. Completely outplayed in that game. So coming into this, I don't know what they have done to really deserve this huge price. Um, nine is huge. And I, I get it. The Lakers have looked really bad, you know, since AD and, and LeBron have gone down. I think the Lakers are still a team that can you know, beat the bad teams, but they're going to struggle against the good to above average teams. Um, and we've seen that, but, uh, Lakers coming off just in April. Let's look, they went in the sack against a really hot Kings team, beat them, got rightfully smacked by the Clippers and then beat Toronto. So again, they're, they're showing uh, that they are this middle of the road team without Adian and, uh, LeBron that will take care of business against bad teams and, probably get beat by good teams but that doesn't mean now that like i just don't understand where this nine's coming from kuz is questionable Taylor's out um and it's my and it's anyone's guess if kuz will play i'd say it's a true 50 50 but if if kuz is suiting up i don't know this is this nine doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me but it's one of those things that i'm gonna have to wait on kuz news anyways so uh i definitely lean the lakers here i think i'd have this closer to six six and a half um 
And this is definitely something I'm considering hitting if, if Kuz ends up suiting up. If he doesn't, okay, now you're really down like a bunch of offensive creation. I mean, you already were. But on offense, it's, it's literally Dennis Schroeder is the only one who can kind of create in downhill situations. Um, then I think that line's a little bit more fair. I, I think in that situation, I still get it to eight, eight and a half. But regardless, I think Drummond's suiting up today too. So, But regardless, um, I'm laying off at this point. Next game, Cavs and Thunder. Yeah, I want no part of this game. We actually were betting. We were successful in betting a Thunder game yesterday. Um, and this Thunder team is really limited talent-wise. Uh, you know, they're, they're especially right now where it's like they already were limited, but now they're without shot. Now they're without Lou Dort. Now they're without uh, Mike Muscala. I mean, yeah, it's Mike Muscala. Now they're without Isaiah Roby. And... Uh, the, the lineup that they putting uh, that they are putting out there is a G League lineup, and I, I'm sorry, there's no other way, other way to say it. The Thunder starting lineup and rotation is G League worthy. They would probably they would they would run the G League, and they're playing honestly. They play really hard, and they play smart, and they play together. But they're just lacking so much talent. Um, and on the other hand, the Cavs are not a G League team, but they're not far off. They're missing Larry Nance. They're missing Jared Allen. Uh, they're missing Dylan Dylan Windler. Um, but they're coming off a really impressive performance against the Spurs without, uh, again, without all those guys. Kevin Love's ha- hooping. Uh, Garland and, and Sexton are hooping. Um, and you see it. They're capable at, on any given night of hanging with any team. Uh, but often not, you, you know, they're going to look pretty poor. And so they are slightly better than this Thunder team. But the Thunder team are in a, a huge rut. And, and you know, again, when you've lost four straight and you're at the crib against a beatable team uh, the way the Cavs are, you would assume that the Thunder are going to just want this one and they're not going to go down without a fight. So uh, for me, I think this line is just about fair with the Cavs being slight favorites. Um, It's one of those things where like if the Cavs play their best basketball and the Thunder play the way they've been lately, the Cavs will blow them out. Um, But the Cavs are just such an inconsistent team that there's no way you can really know what version you're going to get. And the Thunder are going to pull a Thunder here one of these games. I don't know if it's today. I don't know if it's the next game. But one of these games are just going to ball out, like, completely unexpected. Every guy that has been missing shots is going to start pulling and making. Um, and I, that will be a very, very frustrating beat. I don't I don't want to be – I'm very glad I wasn't on that side yesterday. Um, but I, I don't want to be fading the Thunder on the day that they suddenly wake up because that'll be very, very frustrating to watch it. Essentially a team full of G leaguers, um, be, and, and it's coming. It, I'm telling you, I've watched this NBA a lot. They're going to have a, out of nowhere, make everything. Oh my gosh. Game. And I'm, I'm avoiding them. I think until, until that point, cause you, I watched the game against the Hornets yesterday. They play hard. They're just, again, very limited, um, talent-wise, which makes it hard to win basketball games at a consistent level. All right, next game, Milwaukee Bucks, Dallas Mavericks. I have already locked in the Mavericks minus one and a half. I think they've moved to two and a half. Kristaps, uh, I believe, Kristaps hasn't shown me any reason in the past month or two uh, to believe that he'd suit up today. I think they are going to always take the long-term approach. He's a seven-foot unicorn um and it's just in their best interest to make sure that he is always fresh but regardless 
I like the Mavs to get the job done here today without Giannis for Milwaukee. Um, it was an awful performance yesterday, and th- that's where a lot of this comes from, is the motivation of yesterday. Awful, awful, awful performance against one of the worst teams in the league. Where And yes, the Rockets, you know, they have more talent than their record would suggest. But regardless, it's a team that's won 13 games all year. You're playing The Mavs were playing their best basketball, and they go in there and lay an absolute dud and got beat. They got beat by the Rockets. It wasn't fluky per se. Or, like the, the Rockets played better basketball for the majority of that game, and, and they deserve that win. And so you already get a team that was playing their best basketball, now you get them super, super focused. I mean, you just saw they beat the Jazz, which went into overtime with the, the sun, one of the hottest teams in the league in the Suns last night in Phoenix. They beat that very same Jazz team easily at home without Kristaps two days ago. I think you're seeing that version of that team tonight, and that version of that team beats the Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis more often than not. Now, this Bucks team is still dangerous. They, act, they were the better team against Golden State despite losing. Uh, you know they're going to be annoyed after their last loss against them. But regardless, this Mavs team fired up after that performance at the crib against the Giannis List Bucks, like getting one and a half and only needing to cover a point and a half. Like, I'll, I'm going to take that all day. It's a Mavs team that, I mean, we can go just so you guys know. Just so you guys know. Because the Bucks are good. They're good without Giannis. I wouldn't say they're great. I mean, they just lost to the Warriors. At, you know, like, <laughs> the Warriors have been terrible. Um, Utah won 11-103 win for the Mavericks. Washington 109-87 win. 99-86 win in New York. Uh, 113-108 win at Boston. Smashed the, the Thunder. Um, and then actually... I, Took some L's with a Luke and Porzingis sitting. Um, beat Portland 132-192. It's a really good team when, when everyone's healthy and everyone's vibing, and that's what it is right now. It was just an unfortunate loss. It was an off night, which happens in this league. It, and honestly, I like when those nights happen, as long as I wasn't on them that night, because it just means that you're getting a more focused um, and prepared and locked-in team that next game. It's, it's a great spot. I love... Be- you would think, and it's something I learned pretty early on in betting is like, you would think, oh, they look really, really bad one night. Oh, they're not that good. When in reality, basketball is such an up and down sport that a bad performance is generally followed by a good performance because of how bad it was. It's just like when you fuck up at your job. Let's say you don't attach a, 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 a an attachment to your email that needs an attachment. You send it, you boom. Oh, shoot, forgot the attachment. The next time you need to send an email with an attachment, you're going to do it, most likely. Most likely. And it's the same concept here. You get waxed by the Rockets, you're coming in the next game. I can't guarantee they're going to win, but I can close to guarantee they're going to give their best effort. And it's going to take a really, really good game for the Milwaukee Bucks to beat the Dallas Mavericks today in Dallas. All right. One and a half Mavericks. Let's, uh, hopefully we can get that one to the window pretty easily. All right. Next game, Phoenix Suns and LA Clippers. we got two really interesting games coming up late tonight, um, that I'm very looking forward to. First game, first one of those is the Suns in LA. Uh, six point favorites for the Clippers. We, I don't know about that one, man. Look, the Suns, the the Clippers are better than the Suns. I, I will give them that. I will, based off of purely what, what we know about these two teams and the talent like like Kawhi and PG have been there 
They have a loaded uh, group of role players around them. But let's not forget the Clippers are just a week removed from losing at the crib to the Nuggets team, who are probably the hottest team in the league right now. But but getting pretty much outclassed at the crib. And really, since then, they've just beat the, the hapless Lakers, and, and the Blazers was an impressive win. Now, for me, again, one of the toughest things to factor in, and I, I don't even know that the books have a perfect formula, is, is back-to-backs. This is clearly a spot where they're giving more credit to the Clippers because it is a back-to-back. But at what point is it too much? Because I would make this line four, three and a half. And if you and that's factoring in the back-to-back. If these two teams just met in LA, both on three days rest, I'm making that game probably three and a half, three. And we're getting six here today. So I don't know. Maybe they know that CP3 or someone's going to sit today. It was an overtime, tough fought game. Maybe the fact that it went into overtime is another reason. But trust me, I've in seven, eight years now, I've seen this happen so many times where I think I'm so smart. I go and I'm like, Oh, this team's on a back-to-back after overtime, and I fade them. And then I realize that the line is has that factored in. I'm not tricking anyone. I'm not fooling anybody. I'm not smart. Like, you don't bet on someone else just because that team's playing in played in overtime the last night. You're not sneaky. You're not slick. The books know that. They understand that, and it's factored in, and that's why you're seeing six to the point now where I almost think that the, the, the Suns have too much value here. Like, yes, they played last night, but these guys are very well-conditioned athletes, and I think they understand the importance of a game like this. Yes, they won yesterday, but it's six points. That's that's at least two possessions. Um, it's a lean for sure. Again, when the Clippers are on, the Clippers can wax just about anyone. But that's the issue with them lately. They have not been consistent. They still, for all the shit that they went through last year, for all the improvements that they've made with Ty Lue, they still have mental lapses and nights where they don't bring it. And it's frustrating because they, when they bring it, it's hard to say, but when they bring it, they are, you can't say they're not a top five team. You, you know, they're, they're, they're up there and you can make a clear argument that they're a top three team. So, Regardless, um, I think at this point I got to stay away, but I I think the value is showing up here on the Suns, um, and I think I think sometimes the books just over. I think they overvalue back to backs and overtimes and all that. Like they're still playing basketball. It's not like they're going to be huffing and puffing. Like these guys could. These guys are one of the some of the best best athletes in the world. All right. Next game, uh, another game that I think I have some slight value on, and, and that's the Utah Jazz here today. It's a back-to-back. Conley will be sitting as he sits back-to-backs. Um, but I like the Jazz here today, and I don't think I'm going to do it because, again, I've talked about it. I want to get a larger sample size of this new-look Blazers team because it really is a new-look team. Gary Trent's gone. They're replaced with Norman Powell. CJ McCollum is back after missing months. Yusuf Nurkic is back. Well, he's questionable today, but after missing months. So it slides Covington into a new role. It slides Carmelo into a new role. Um, it's it's just different for for us as as consumers of them. We, we've watched a much different team for the last two months than we're seeing now. So for me, oh, and, and now, we're getting, now we're getting news that Jordan Clarkson is doubtful today for the Jazz. So 
Um, they should probably be without Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson today. Um, so I think this probably, it's at six now. This probably gets down to five and a half, maybe even five if they really are fucking with Jordan Clarkson. It is a back-to-back, and the, the Trailblazers have been off since two, no, they played Tuesday, so only one day off. But regardless, regardless, kind of this new-look Blazers team hasn't 100% gelled yet. Um, they're still giving up a lot of looks. The defense is not quite there yet. Um, and it was honestly, it got better for a, a portion of the season. And then really, since everyone's come back, it's kind of regressed. So uh, it's hard to bet on them here. My thing the and the angle, I guess I'm taking here is the Jazz haven't lost two in a row all year. They haven't until yesterday. They've, they've, or may, I think it's happened once regardless. They haven't lost three times in a row all year. I, I, I feel, feel very confident they're going to win. It's just now the six and a half. And, and so I, I think I almost like the team total here today. It's something I'm considering. It's something I'm leaning here. Um, they've just gotten caught up against two really good teams, two really hot teams that know the importance of beating the Jazz on the road in Dallas and Phoenix. They're getting back to the crib where they've been so damn good. Um, and they're off of two losses. They're, they're, they're going to be ready to go. Now, that that's the thing. I I know Portland will be ready to go again, too, because they just got blown out by the Clippers, and they've had a day to stew on it. And they understand how good this Jazz team is. But regardless, when this Jazz team's clicking, like, again, remember, we had, like, a 20-game stretch almost where there were double-digit favorites in, in all these games. And... Um, it's for good reason. When when they get going, they they're absolutely lethal and can roll even the best teams by double digits. So here we're getting okay. Jordan Clarkson and Jawan Morgan. The Jawan Morgan news is not uh, is not too bad. Regardless, I'm leaning Jazz here today. I mean, you're getting the best team so far this year off of two straight losses at home uh, against a team that they've had success with plenty of times before, um, like the Jazz here today. But, again, they were in that overtime game yesterday, too. Six, it's hard. Like you, It's hard to say you're getting value here at, at six. It's still a big-ish number. Um, but, again, with the Jazz, you almost have to, like, just clear it out of your mind. Like, this isn't a normal team when they get clicking. It's a, it's a really good team that can put up points in, in such a hurry. All right, last two games, one of which I do have a play on. Uh, this one will go pretty quick. It's the Pistons in Sacramento. Uh, I think this line's spot on. I think it opened up at five, and I, I thought there was some value on the Kings, but all of that has been sucked out now uh, with the number getting to seven. Jeremy Grant is going to be out. Um... Let me make sure I have the rest of the healthy or non-healthy people. Jeremy Grant's going to be out. Uh, Mason Plumlee is questionable. It's that time of the year where the Pistons, where they're going to start looking at the younger guys and and getting them run. Um, Again, I've talked about it so many times. This is not a talented team by any means. They struggle offensively. They don't really have any creators, but they play really, really hard. They play smart, too. There's no real selfish ball hog. Josh Jackson has a tendency at times, but... Um, they play hard and they play smart under Dwayne Casey. He's done a really good job with this Pistons team, making the most out of what they got. Like for them to have 15 wins and the Rockets to have like 14 wins, the Rockets are millions of times more talented than them. Um, and meanwhile, you're seeing the Kings 
you're seeing the Kings be the Kings, man. They they reel off seven straight. It's like, oh God, we got a chance at the tenth seed. And just as soon as you start to believe, they return to their right back to their ways. And it's it's got to be frustrating as a Kings fan. Again, they win. Uh, I'm not joking. So they won four, six out of seven. Then they lose to the Spurs, which was fine. It was a back to back. They already beat the Spurs. Then they come back home, and it's like, all right, we're favorites against the Lakers. They're without AD. They're without LeBron. Smacked. Then they, they play a Bucks team, which is better than them, hang in there, only lose by one. And then the very next game, they go to Minnesota, which they are better than, and they go lose as a four or five-point dog. So it's now you're back to square one where it's like, all right, we saw – and this is this is like the streakiest team in the NBA. You know, you see some teams, all right, we win, we lose, we win, we lose. The, the Kings are either really hooping or they're really pooping. And it's and, and you don't know which one it's going to be. You don't know when this when the sh- new streak's going to start. And it, the, the shitty streak has already started. They've lost three straight after looking really good. And I don't know if they're going to go back, continue the shittiness. Because, again, the Pistons have covered as big dogs so many times this year against teams that they are so much less talented than. Um the Kings are not crazy talented. They are more talented than the Pistons, but it's not anything crazy. Um, I think the books think that they're, they're going to get back after three tough games. But regardless, I can't do it. Um, I can't do it. I was on them against the Timberwolves, which they were much better than. Not in that game, but in general. Um, and they just dicked it, they dicked it away in the fourth for, for no apparent reason. So I'm staying off the Kings for a little bit. I've had my Kings fix for a bit. Uh, I think the value does lie on the Pistons. I'd have this closer to six and a half, I think, is where my line would be. All right, last game, a game I've locked in. I got Bulls minus three and a half. It's four. I'd hit it up to four and a half. Let me give you a list of the available players for the Raptors today. So they're going to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys available. Those eight guys are going to be Malachi Flynn, a rookie, Gary Trent Jr., who's played less than six games there, OG Anunoby, stud, Pascal Siakam, good, Chris Boucher, good, Stanley Johnson, role player, Yuta Wananabe, role player, Aaron Baines, role player. Eight guys and you see it a lot actually a lot of times when you have a team shorthanded they they just show up hoop and they grind it out it'd be one thing if they're playing the pistons or whoever they're playing the chicago bulls who are right now in the 10th seed in the east would be in the playing game zach levine has talked about it so many times like i want to make the playoffs he he and props to him, he reflected on his game, he reflected on himself, made the necessary improvements, and you've seen the Bulls improve. And yet, here we are still, the Bulls are 21-28, and 10th in the East. And so it's go time. It's absolutely go time. They've ruled, uh, reeled off two straight. They beat Brooklyn at home, uh, yes, without James Harden. And then they go into Indiana, yes, without Brogdon and Sabonis. But uh, they're turning a corner. And honestly, the Brooklyn and Indiana Pacers are both better than this Raptors team that they're going to be putting out there today. It's been a shit weird season for the Raptors where they're playing, not even playing in Canada. Uh, you're getting a very short number with the Bulls. The Bulls, again, they haven't really, again, and this was my thing with Vucevic, stats stud when he's the one guy there in Orlando, he's going to do everything he can. But now in this sort of system with other guys and a good team, how much can he really move the needle? And he hasn't done it to this point but again 
very early in his tenure as a bull, I'm sure he'll get continuing to improve. I'm sure they'll figure out the best way to utilize him and, and um, you know, find a good balance. Uh, but regardless, it's it's a Bulls team that is so much more talented. You have Zach Levine. You have two all-stars. You have Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. You have Laurie Markkinen. Uh, you have Kobe White. You have Patrick Williams. You have Daniel Tice. You like you have Garrett Temple, like Denzel Valentine, like it's a deep team that understands the importance of where they're at and what they have to do. Uh, give me the Bulls here. I I, I don't, I'm really I'm not understanding why it's this low. I know the Bulls have a tendency to be uh, inconsistent, but I I see them getting this. I see them getting the job done here much more often than not. Um, and that's why I'm riding with them. So to recap, we got uh, Dallas minus one and a half sitting at two and a half now. I'd hit it probably up to two, two, ah, two and a half is tough. I think I hit it up to two. Uh, Chicago, I have three and a half. It's at four. I'd hit it up to four and a half. I lean the Lakers if Coos suits up. I lean, uh, I'm not even going to say I lean the Pistons, but I think that's where the value is. I lean the Jazz team total in minus six. I lean the Suns plus six. I can't lie to you. I probably don't pull trigger on any of those. I'd say the closest is maybe the Lakers, but I mean, they've shown when they look really bad, they look really bad and the Heat are going to be very hungry off of a loss. I will get into my player props around two, see if there's anything out there that's providing uh, enough value to hit, Uh, but I haven't seen much lately. The books have been on point with the props, but weird point in the year, guys, stay disciplined, stay strong. We got all sorts of wacky shit happening every night. I appreciate you rocking with me um, and spending a little bit of your day on this Thursday just listening to me ramble about gambling and and the NBA. Uh, I will get a new pod just on on the NBA out with, with Tyler and Sarge out soon. I love you all. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will talk tomorrow. Peace.